State of Illinois Department of Public Welfare Otto Kerner, Governor Francis J. Gurdy, M.D., Director Illinois Braille and Sight Saving School, Jacksonville, Illinois Leo J. Flood, Superintendent The Banner The Banner of Victory is a Challenge to New Valor March 1961, Number 5 our Deaf-Blind Department Our school is one of very few to have a deaf-blind department, yet few of us know what goes on in this highly specialized program. Before a pupil is enrolled in the deaf-blind department, Mr. Leavitt, head of the department, visits the home of the prospective student and learns some things about the conditions and habits of the child. This gives Mr. Leavitt and the other members of the deaf-blind staff some idea of how to proceed with the education of the individual. The handicaps of these students range all the way from total deafness and blindness to partial deafness and partial blindness. It is understandable, then, that the same approach cannot be used in the education of all the students. Varying degrees of education have been attained, ranging all the way up to second-year algebra and the study of Shakespeare. The latter instance was not at this school. Then, of course, we are constantly reminded of the exceptional Helen Keller. The pupils are taught to distinguish sounds by placing the hand on the instructor's cheek or jaw. Also, Braille is taught when feasible. Mr. Leavitt reminds us that the difficulty in communicating with and educating the deaf-blind is not only due to their loss of vision and hearing, but in some instances an additional handicap is present. There are people, handicapped with deafness and blindness, who are leading useful lives. Some have attended college, worked in private industry, and in the field of counseling. Let us remember that these people are like ourselves, but with an additional handicap. As many educators have said, look at the child first as a human being, and then as a person with a handicap. Student Council Presents Variety Show On Friday evening, the 24th of February, in our assembly, the Student Council presented the annual Variety Show. There was a large crowd to enjoy the performance. Activities commenced at 7 p.m. with Verl Wessel, President-elect of the Student Council, introducing senior Larry Donaldson as Master of Ceremonies. Larry did an excellent job throughout the evening. The show consisted mainly of talent in the musical field, with the girls' acts almost equaling the boys' acts this year. A teacher's group from the deaf-blind department presented a skit illustrating a simple remedy for a speech defect. Mr. Paul Powell, Speaker of the House in the General Assembly of the State of Illinois, stopped in for a few minutes during the show. After our Sunnysiders finished playing, 
Mr. Powell commented favorably on the show. The program concluded at 9 p.m. with refreshments of coffee, orange juice, and sweet rolls served in the recreation room. The Banner Published monthly at IBSSS Editor-in-Chief Michael Garrett Assistant Editor Ronald Johnson Feature Reporters David Crawford John Cowell Christine Griffin Sharon Meyer Linda Morrissey Lee Yunkers Sports Section Bill Hickerson Larry Stevenson Grade School News Dolores Kelly Louise Smith Faculty Advisor John R. Dietrich Braille Consultant L. W. Rodenberg Editorials Must We Buy George? On the 22nd of February, George Washington's birthday was celebrated in various ways. Most people thought of George Washington as the great president. Others thought of the famous cherry tree story. And some people had quite a different idea for celebrating his birthday this year. They seized upon the occasion to have a sale. The writer of this article feels that one of the most ridiculous ways of celebrating George Washington's birthday is to do so in this commercial and mercenary manner. George Day, By George Day, and By George Day are, I hope, not indications of how morally bankrupt the nation has become. Time was when this great and magic name served as a stimulus to the patriotism of every American. Now, all it seems to stand for is that three bars of soap can be bought for the price of two. What do you think about buying George? Dolores Kelly Washington's Birthday, 1961 A man was born on a cold winter day. So long ago, we say. His honor and his truthfulness give him threefold pay. Washington in childhood, full of honest ways, admitted he downed the cherry tree with his father's axe one day. He wintered at Valley Forge one year, strong, courageous, and grand, He became the first of presidents, the father of our land. But were he here this very day, to see signs, George Day, buy and save, this man of men in history would no doubt prefer the grave. Lee Yunkers Roving Reporter This month, the roving reporter asked the question, What part should athletics play in a high school program? Here are some of the answers. Christine Euchre I believe athletics are very necessary for a good school program. They teach good sportsmanship, which is something I think every person should try very hard to develop. Besides this, there are many other benefits in a well-organized sports program but schoolwork should not be neglected because of athletics. Ronald Elliott 
I believe that athletics are essential because they build a healthy body and a sound mind. I think that academic work should not be lowered to keep individuals eligible for athletics. Looking at it soundly, they both go hand in hand because academic work will teach you high moral standards and athletics will teach you good sportsmanship. In both, you will learn to handle responsibilities. Larry Donaldson I feel that every boy and girl, while attending school, should participate in some sort of competitive athletics. Not only do athletics build brawn and muscle, but they also improve, generally speaking, one's character. Athletics teach one to accept defeat as graciously as victory. Mr. Wessel I think that the athletic program should be promoted to such an extent that the student's physical abilities progress in the same order as his academic abilities. Coming Events Carnival, March 17 Picnic on Campus, April 20 Steak Fry, May 4 Prom, May 19 or 20 Bake Sale, when? April 7, 1961, 1 to 4 p.m. Where? Snack Bar, Basement of Maine. Representatives of the junior class will be on duty in the snack bar at 8.30 a.m. to receive baked goods. Actual sales will take place at 1 p.m. Please plan to come down as your time permits. From 4 p.m. until sales are completed, the juniors will have a table at the Illinois Power Company office on the square. Your patronage will be appreciated. The Impressions of Life Evil and good in the world are impressed on the human actor, and evil always seems to be the dominating factor. There are those who look at life with only optimism and think its beauty that of light reflected through a prism. But looking on this subject with meager common sense, there cannot be a great deal said for this viewpoint's defense. Rather, looking through life's voluminous book, you will find recorded there chapters of sadness and elation, epic tales both rich and bare. Let us not exalt life, nor harp upon its tedium. Let us take all in our stride and find a happy medium. Contributed by Verl Wessel Student Council News Mr. Cargill Honored On February 28, 1961, Mr. Cargill was presented a pin by the Student Council in recognition of all the help and guidance he has given them as sponsor. The pin was presented to Mr. Cargill in a general assembly of the high school. Mrs. Helen Beard will take the place of Mr. Cargill as sponsor of the Student Council and will also act as sponsor of the class of 1961. Chicago Bound 
The annual meeting of the Illinois Association of Student Councils is being held on April 27 to 29 at the Sherman Hotel in Chicago, Illinois. Our student council sent two delegates last year and learned a good deal of information from the students when they returned. This year, the student council is again sending two delegates. Janet Ford and Verl Wessel have been elected to represent our council at Chicago. Getting results. Our association committee has been working hard to get the several schools for the blind together for the purpose of forming an association of student councils. Our committee has secured a definite time and place where the schools of the NCASB can get together. It will be at the NCASB conference track meet in St. Louis. The association committee feels that this is the first step towards an association of student councils. Sports news. Final word. Wrestling is over. And here is a final word on the individual records of the top wrestlers. Lemuel Phipps went the farthest of any wrestler on the team by placing third in the sectionals. Lemuel had a final record of 14 wins, three losses, and one tie. Jim Crockett placed fourth in the sectionals and had a seasonal record of 10 wins and one loss. Dave Crawford ended the season with a record of 17 wins and one loss. Ronald Johnson finished with seven wins, lost 10, and tied at one match. Larry Boger, missing several matches, put together a four-win, five-loss record. Districts The IHSA Tournament in Wrestling was held here in Jacksonville, February 11 and 12. There were 11 schools entered in the event. The Warriors, as a team, took 7th place, with 4 boys placing and receiving medals. At 133, Ronald Johnson pinned his first man, thus going into the semifinals. He then lost his next two matches and received a fourth-place medal. Jim Crockett, at 120 pounds, won his first match, lost his second, and fought through his third match to take a third-place medal. Lem Phipps pinned his first two opponents and lost in the last three seconds of his third match in an overtime period when his opponent took him down. Dave Crawford took a first place by winning his four matches. His last win was in an overtime. Mystery Student Last month's mystery student was Charles Nolan. We will vaguely describe this month's candidate as a person who is truly unique, very excitable, and always answers a question with, I don't know. One other clue. He or she has brown hair and stands 5 feet 3 inches tall. Ambitious seniors still eager to work. 
The Senior Class Work Program still needs your patronage. We are eager to work at any job to please you and promote a more fun-filled skip day. Car washing, window washing, and, in general, an all-out spring cleaning program will be just the answer to your work problems when spring fever envelops you. Simply notify any member of the senior class and let them know what you wish to have done and on what day. Thank you for your help. Grade School News Mixed March Messages The following are three messages which, if unscrambled, will give full instructions as to what to do during the month of March. Number 1. E-B-W-E-A-R E-H-T E-S-I-D F-O A-C-H-R-M Number 2 A-E-W-R E-N-E-G-R N-O A-R-C-H-M S-V-N-E-N-H-E-E-T-E-T Number 3 V-H-A-E-P-P-Y-A-H E-E-A-T-S-R N-I-T-O-A-A-C-V The answers to these messages will be found nearby. March Birthdays Donald Meeks 10, March 1. Teresa Hubner, 11, March 2. Ronnie Bond, 9, March 2. Tom Honnold, 16, March 4. Stephen Warren, 10, March 6. Billy Smith, 12, March 9. Gail Workman, 11, March 11. Ricky Parrish, 11, March 14. Deborah Hernstrom, 7, March 18. Vicki McElroy, 10, March 18. Donald Wilkerson, 11, March 20. Pam Clark, 12, March 21. Kathy McCracken, 10, March 21. Janet Harnetio, 10, March 22. Charlotte Vincent, 13, March 24. Ronnie Terhark, 15, March 28. Richard Howe, 14, March 29. Diane No, 10, March 31. Happy birthday, all of you! and many happy returns of the day. Answers to Mixed March Messages Number 1. Beware the Ides of March Number 2. Wear green on March 17th Number 3. Have happy 
Easter Vacation.